There is nothing that a Frenchman likes okay. more than to be the villain. Je ne parle pas anglais, you filthy swine. And welcome to Sounds Funny Radio and our one-on-one series. I'm your host, James Quesada, and throughout this series, I'll be sitting down with the cast and team members that make up Sounds Funny Radio. We'll get a chance to learn more about them on a personal level, and I'll also come to the table with improv games and formats specifically designed to showcase and challenge the talents of the guest on each episode. We're going to put a couple of these episodes on our main feed of the podcast, and then uh, we'll be moving the rest of the series over to our Patreon feed. So we encourage you to check us out on Patreon and consider supporting the show for just a few bucks a month. And in return, you'll get exclusive full-length bonus episodes featuring experimental games and live show recordings, alternate show formats, and sub-series just like this one-on-one series. Brian, where's my where's my cam? This is my cam. <laughs> My first guest is Raul Magyar. Raul is a hey. co-creator. Don't say hi. There's a, I got a whole thing before I, ah, before okay. I All right. <laughs> open the door for you. My first guest is Raul Magyar. Raul is a co-creator, producer, and cast member of Sounds Funny Radio. And as a multifaceted producer, Raul has a hand in every aspect of the show, including, but not limited to, audio, video, social media, distribution, PR, creating our logo, and building our website. He and I met at Go Comedy Improv Theater in Ferndale, Michigan, and just a couple of years after we met, we both ended up here in New York City, where we've worked together on a number of projects. He helped me develop and launch my YouTube series, Improv FAQ, and together we also produced a couple of podcasts before this one. Uh, We had one called The Zero's Journey, and another one called Buck 50 Social Club. Those, they still exist. Feel free to check them out. (laughs) Leave a rating and a review or, or give us constructive criticism. <laughs> and uh, really the the instigating event of Sounds Funny Radio is that Raul and I, totally unrelated to this podcast, were trying to write a pilot for an original TV series. And we were working on it for a while. And uh, we went through several show concepts and series outlines. And we got very in the weeds with it. We needed a break from being in that mode, so we decided to do something with a little bit more immediate creative payoff, which was to invite some improvisers to the recording studio where I work here at Mirror Tone Studios, where we are recording this episode and generally where we record uh, the main show format. And we started workshopping some ideas for the audio medium. And over a year later, here we are in this room doing the first episode of a sub-series of... Sounds Funny Radio, one-on-one, welcome Raul Magyar. Hey, what's going on, man? Not yet, dude. No, oh, no, man. That's definitely, that's definitely <laughs> couldn't be more clear that that's where yeah, you're supposed I, to I, I don't know why, but I kept waiting uh, for you to, uh, that was very nice. I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop that whole time. Yeah. Oh, I could have, you know, maybe I should put a little more, more roast in this. Um, <laughs> but uh, the way that this is going to break down, um, the segments of the one-on-one series here, uh, we'll do an abbreviated history of your entire life up until this point. Okay. We don't have forever, so trim yeah. it down. Well, um, you really leaned into the word abbreviated, <laughs> so I got that. <laughs> um, and then we'll talk about if you weren't doing the things you're doing now, 
what would the most likely alternative life you'd be living be? Um, and uh, we'll talk about what are some things you nerd out about as well. Okay. Um, and in between there, we'll do, uh, I have some game, uh, I, I have a game or two prepared, and then we'll do a long form set too at the end um, to have some fun. Okay. Um, okay. So that takes us to our first main segment, which is, let's see if we can get an abbreviated history of your entire life up until this point. Um, starting with the fun fact that you were born in Romania. Um, yeah. Yeah. And you, so, so you, you were born in Romania and mm-hmm. you uh, were there until, was it, is it 11 or 12? 11. Yeah. Yeah. I was born. You want? No, no, no. no I, I got great. this. I got this. Yeah. No, really uh, describe, uh, give it, give us a, uh, <laughs> an overview of, of what that chapter of your life was like. It was, uh, you know, I was born in Romania in a region called Transylvania. Um, and, uh, I'm, it was very much like, uh, Eastern, Eastern Bloc. It was right after the downfall of the Soviet Union. And, uh, growing up, there was still a lot of that left. It was very gray. Um, it was, uh, very, very community centric. I I had a lot of friends growing up. You, you grew up in these sort of, uh, apartment blocks. Um, there's kids all over the place and we spent like a lot of time outside and then, you know, it felt normal. Like it didn't, it didn't feel weird because we weren't really exposed to a lot of, um, Western culture. Like I still remember the first time I saw Coca-Cola and it blew my mind that I, that a label on a product could be red. Like that was wild. It could be the color red. Could be any color. Like everything was just very utilitarian. Just like, yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. Just like, you know, like a white label with the word milk on it. And you're like, great. Yeah. And exactly. And, and you is. also talk about periodically, um, for the portion of your life that you were in Romania, you, you were on like a four or five year delay for getting most pop culture. Like a 10 or 15 <laughs> year delay. Yeah. Yeah. It would, uh, I grew up with like what your parents most likely grew up with because, uh, we, all of the stuff, all the TV shows, all of the, the entertainment that we had was all, uh, either Soviet or older. So I grew up with like new episodes of MASH in 1994, which the show ended well before then. Yeah. Um, you were watching that as a kid. Is no, it, no. Is that like a, no, no, I was not watching. You grew up with it. Well, it was on TV. It was around, but I like didn't. I didn't watch it. I mean, I didn't really get it. You know. Um, yeah. Well, and then um, and so I, you said apartment size. So some of this, um, I can't quite picture accurately. I assume. I, I guess I've always pictured um, like kind of countryside, like cottage towns. Uh, okay, like so sp- like spread out. My generation uh, and the generation before me, basically people had two lives. Uh, There was like your older family, like your grandparents, uncles and stuff that would have that, the cottage life and a farm. Um, And then the younger kids would have moved to uh, a small city. Like I grew up in a small city. Um, And what happened at that time, all the... I mean, how much detail do you want, man? Like, do we want to get into yeah, like, yeah. you want to get anthropologic? Let's get it. Well, so I guess, yeah, I, I think it's, uh, well, I think it is interesting to share the, uh, the imagery of it. Like, like what is the actual yeah. landscape? Okay. You make, so, you make assumptions of, of, of like, you know, what, what, uh, uh, Eastern Bloc or Eastern European, um, countries, uh, look like for people who live there. And, and yeah, I, I think I, I have a skewed perception of like, oh, it's like, you know, you, you have like a, like a, like a cottage or a country home uh, that's like 
I, I, I picture it like uh, in, the, in the sticks of like South Lyon, Michigan, or, you know, when you, when you just get like into spread out uh, areas, oh, not, yeah, not, yeah. not that it's not like modern, but that it's just like very spread out. It was I, not I don't, modern. I don't picture it. Like, it was made of dirt. Like the cottage, uh, <laughs> it was made of uh, dirt. The cottage floors. was made of dirt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a dirt, dirt floor and like uh, um, straw and like gypsum walls. So like the whole thing was very... Uh, rudimentary i mean oh, it, wow. it was it was very uh barren and basically like when when the soviets took over um the state owned all the factories and they built these giant complexes of apartment blocks which mm-hmm. picture like uh three and a half new york blocks mm-hmm. uh wide uh a block and a half deep and just like full concrete no features some balconies but really no features everything was identical and the the factories would own those homes, those, those blocks, they would build them. They were named after them. Um, the factories would own those blocks. Like the, like the yes. same, the same company who owns the factories, the state. Uh, and, and, and so, so really the state owns the apartments or, or like what's the, it, it's like, it's like a, a kind of like a, what do you call it? Like, like, like a worker dorms. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like if you worked for the factory, you got a free apartment. That's how it worked. Interesting. Um, and it was like, uh, yeah, just rows of these sort of um, featureless buildings. But there was like a lot of green space and trees and and stuff to play outside. Um, and really, the first time I ever visited to New York and I took a walk through Brooklyn, uh, certain areas of Brooklyn really reminded me of the neighborhood I grew up in. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Not the, not the like the bougie Ritz, obviously, because, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, but, but like, some that, oh, that contradicts everything you just said. No, yeah, yeah, but, but no. I, I know yeah. that like the neighborhoods you're, you're you're thinking of that are kind of rustic, but it's still a city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like all the apartment blocks uh, were like four stories tall. Some of them were seven or eight, but most were four. So it was it was relatively kind of low to the ground and um, not like I, I don't know. It just everything's very utilitarian. Mm-hmm. Like if everything was uh, built for public use, and there was not a lot of frills or colors or. You know, that makes it sound really depressing. I, I had a, you know, I enjoyed my childhood. Like you did, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, uh, oh man. Um, well, okay. So, so w- when you found out you were your family was going to be moving to the states, yeah. I don't think I've ever asked you like, like, how did you feel about that when you uh, found out that that was the plan? You know, I was my my dad had been talking about it for so long. Uh, that when it finally happened, it just, I was happy that he was happy and I didn't really get it. Like I didn't really have my own feelings about it. It was just like, great. Now we're, now we're doing this thing. And then I remember, um, just, we found out, uh, in November of 1999, uh, in December or January, we went to, uh, Bucharest to get the visas. And then in on March 28th, we landed in Detroit. So there was like really no, um, but not a lot of time. You didn't have like a kind of like, just kind of building on the idea that, that you really enjoyed your time growing up in Romania. Like you weren't like, uh, kind of torn up about having to leave. No, because, because by that point, so we'd only ever taken road trips. I'd never been out of the country. I've never like flown. I'd never been, I didn't really have a concept of distance. So for me, it just felt like, um, we're just going to live somewhere else and then we can come back and visit whenever we want. Like, it didn't really feel like it was going to be that much different or that I was really leaving anything behind, um, until, you know, halfway through flight number two across the Atlantic where I was like, it's been like 15 hours. Like this is far. <laughs> this is far. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it won't be so easy to yeah. just come back and visit. But you, I remember, you, well, Oh yeah. You, you visited recently 
Yeah, in September. Um, and and that was when was the last time you you made a, a trip to Romania before that? Uh, 2013. So almost 10 years. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, pretty pretty far and few between. But yeah. what, what were you gonna say? Um, for like. Two or three years after I got here, um, I wrote letters every month to my former teachers, to like all the friends that I grew up with. That is so like surprisingly sentimental for you. I know. <laughs> I know. And also because like- I got okay, dead okay, inside okay, after. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, 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 so wait a minute. Like, like did you have, do you feel like you had, you had, you were more social, had more like school friends in Romania or more, more friends in, um, once you got to grade school in- Oh, definitely US. Romania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, once I, when I got here, I was like, you know, I was wearing clothes from the eighties that were like a little bit too big. Um, I had a really thick accent. Uh, and, and again, the color thing, I remember the first time I walked into my elementary school classroom and I was just confused. Like the desks were not in rows, you know, there wasn't a, this is going to sound silly and like I'm making a joke, but I'm truly, uh, being honest is like, I was like, where's the portrait of the leader? <laughs> Because like every classroom so far had like an oil painting, like of Ceausescu, that, that's who was on the wall when I was growing up. And then when he got taken out, like replaced the next guy and then the next guy. When and I walk in here, there's out. like art yeah. and stuff on the walls. And I'm like, what's going on? And it was like, it was like uh, that sort of cliche needle drop moment in movies where I walked into the classroom with uh, the principal, like basically kind of pushing me forward. And... The teacher stopped, the kids stopped, and they all turned around at the same time. And I was just like standing in the doorway. I was hmm. like, do, do I say something? And I just went, hello. <laughs> and then I sat down. Yeah. And so um, uh, it, it may not surprise people as much now uh, to find out that you uh, are from Romania because you've gone back to your birth name, Raul. Yeah. Um, and for a long time you were going by Mike. Yeah. So can you give a backstory on, um, how and why you made that change? Yeah. I mean, my first, once I got here, uh, I got, you know, made fun of a lot. Um, and, uh, never, I had a really hard time making friends cause of the accent weird. And like, you know, elementary school kids are, are clicky and, uh, it's hard enough having a bunch of stuff in common and getting into the click. But when I'm literally, dropped in the middle of a brand new environment. Like no one really wanted to talk to me except for, um, this kid named Jacques who was from South Africa. And then he also went through a similar experience. So mm -hmm. we kind of like, um, hung out cause like we didn't really have anybody else to, to hang out with. Um, and it was, it was pretty, you know, isolating and, no one could pronounce my name. I got Rawl all the time, Paul all the other times. And my number <laughs> Come on, one- this can't be, this can't be right. This, this can't be. clearly a P. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, it's an R at the beginning and it looks like Paul. No, that's not right. You're Paul. Yeah. Um, and I, I just remember being like, okay, great. So first order of business is I have to lose my accent and I got to get an American name. Uh, yeah. And my middle name in English is Michael. So I just went by, went by Mike. Um, uh, and that uh, didn't work. Mikhail, though, right? Uh, Mihai. 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 Yeah. Yeah. How's it spelled? Uh, M-I-H-A-I. -I. <laughs> I know. Man, Fuck really it. revealing how much I do and don't know. <laughs> it's not Mikhail. That's, a, that's the Mihai. Russian version. That's the Russian version. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, yeah. So, and then, uh, so you put a lot of energy into, into, uh, correcting your, or Americanizing I wanted to be your, as American. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wanted to be as American as possible and not draw attention to myself as much as possible. Um, and yeah, I, I 
they stuck me in ESL and the moment I could get out, I got out. Uh, I, I think I only spent like six weeks in, in ESL, uh, once I moved here and I just, I just wanted to blend in. I didn't want to draw any attention to myself and it, it, uh, didn't work, James. <laughs> it didn't work. Um, just to give it, give a general sense of like, um, I don't know. You, you're, you're also maybe surprisingly a bit of a, have a bit of a, like a partying background, um, or like a troublemaking background. background. I mean, look, I, it's, it's again, very cliche, like ostracized kid can't find a group to hang out with. So he makes a group with all the other kids that don't have a group to hang out with. And you very quickly realize that like, you're all kind of not on the same page, but like you just start, you know, Doing drugs. Oh yeah. Yeah. And hanging out and, 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 uh, the, you know, drugs are the great unifier. Uh, yeah. And just like also going, you know, the, the, I, the dare you to do this. Like, I don't, I don't know what, what that is. Like just kind of, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I dare you to K- smoke this whole joint before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> before uh, physics or whatever yeah. class, and it, which is something that you, that you and I uh, have also like really bonded and, and related over. Is like, I mean, my thing is that, that I've moved around a lot. Uh, every, I guess everybody goes goes through their 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 own like kind of finding their social circle and whatever. But but I, I, the the specific driver for like what you're talking about of of like let me just I'll. I'll you guys want to do drugs? Yeah. You guys are kind of like the outcasts. Like, want to just see what kind of trouble we can get into? Is like very, very relatable to to me as well. Yeah, I mean, we 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 didn't. It, it was just I always bounced around from group to group. Like every grade was a different group, uh, trying to find my people or whatever. But but it never really. You're just kind of faking it, right? Like like I remember for almost an entire year, I hung out with the. Uh, the jocks and like the yearbook club and like student council. I wasn't a part of any of that. Mm-hmm. I did no sports. I did not, none of that. And it was just like, you know, I, I could emulate people really well and emulate like being a part of the group, but it never really felt uh, inclusive. Mm-hmm. So you just kind of bounce around a lot and you turn inward inevitably because you start to kind of figure out like, what am I feeling? How am I feeling? You start to spend a lot of time by yourself, read books and, and stuff like that. And, um, well, yeah, I mean, we just, love reading, well, talking about books, you know? Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, let's kind of take an overview of, of, from like, uh, going to college mm-hmm. basically up until the point that you moved to New York, like that kind of arc. Uh, okay. Uh, I went to Michigan state university and, uh, uh, roomed with a bunch of people that I'd kind of known in high school, but didn't really. Um, and yeah, just kind of, you know, was very confused about what I wanted to do. I was pre-med then I wasn't. And then, um, ended up going into engineering and just kind of, you know, really hope that, uh, my parents don't end up listening to this, but I, I really, you know, focus. They're going to, I'm, I'm going to send them a link. Yeah, please do. Uh, just <laughs> but, but cut, yeah. the, the, cut the, 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 nah. the, the no, 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 they got to know. You, listen to what I'm saying. Well, it's your edit. Cut the straight edge parts out and only <laughs> oh. give them the highlight reel. Um, uh, but yeah, I just kind of float around different groups, lived with different groups of people every single uh, year in college and just kind of party a lot and study a lot. I mean, you know, there's not a whole lot of nuance there and, just spent a lot of time by myself, truthfully. And Michigan State is also where you met Leah, your wife. Yeah, but but not not really. We d- we're at the same party together, um, and uh, 
usually I would be the one to black out by where, 10. That's where Leah met you. Yeah. Well, well, I usually would black out by 1030. In this case, all of my roommates were, and I wasn't. And everybody else was like on a different, in a different party, it seemed like. Hmm. Um, and then, but she wasn't, she, she was just kind of like sitting in a bedroom, uh, hanging out. And I just went in and chatted with her and found out we had like common group of friends and ran into her a couple of times, uh, for the next like three or four years of college. And then didn't uh, reconnect until like 2015. Graduated in 2013, so it was some time. She was in a long term relationship. Um, so, so and and then I was the- very respectful. I know that that was going to be your next question. I was very <laughs> respectful. It was all up in the up and up. No follow up questions. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. No. no I, okay. <laughs> um, and then. Uh, oh my God! We just talked, dude. Like that's all that <laughs> happened. Um. But the, so so by the time you reconnect with Leah mm-hmm. um, and you start a relationship, at that point you are uh, working for Chrysler. Yeah, yeah. So after college, uh, I was like, you know, I, I, I graduated, uh, did fairly well, got accepted uh, into this program at Chrysler for engineers that we kind of like rotate around. Um, and yeah, I was working at Chrysler when we reconnected, started dating. And then spent uh, three or four more years at Chrysler. We bought a house together in Troy, Michigan. Shout mm-hmm. out Troy. Uh, <laughs> to yeah. who? I don't Much know. Maybe one, yeah, yeah. Yeah. one listener Represent from Troy is going to go, hell yeah. <laughs> um, and then truthfully, we one day took a walk and we were like, we could really do this forever like the next 50 years could be the yeah be together and i was like do you want to do that she was like no 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 i'm I'm saying like live in troy work at chrysler like we both had jobs that theoretically could have taken us to retirement but Um, but but really though like like in that context thinking that way you were already at a point where you you were uh feeling like you you know you're in it to win it uh in that in your relationship at that point if you're, if you're, oh yeah, we bought a house six months into our relationship. Yeah. So like, it was just, I don't know. Uh, I never wanted to get married at all. I never really thought about it. And I was like, uh, not something that was on my to-do list, but we just got along so well. She's, she's a perfect foil for me because she's so nice and empathetic <laughs> and kind. And I needed that really, honestly. Um, yeah. Spent a lot of time with yourself. You get to kind of develop these feedback loops that you don't really nowhere there until somebody that's an outsider with a different point of view goes like, Hey, uh, you know, maybe empathy's cool. Yeah. I was going to say <laughs> like, bring out your tender side, yeah, the, the, yeah. the part of you that used to write to your teachers and friends in Romania yeah. for you say years. Uh, yeah, I think like three years. Wow. Yeah. yeah that's amazing. Um, even after they stopped replying, <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna keep going for a couple. Like we, more need to, we need to like let him. Yeah, he's been gone. Let him phase out. Yeah. I'm yeah. retiring. I was his teacher. I'm retiring. These, I don't need these to. mean more to him <laughs> than they mean to us. <laughs> but 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 okay, yeah. So 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 you find your perfect foil. Mm-hmm. I love that phrasing. And um and then yeah, sorry. You you were saying that like you were thinking about the fact that like well we could be in this uh on these on this track. Yeah. Of career and life, we for a talked long time. pretty early um, about neither of us really wanting kids, uh, and it just felt like that was going to be the next step. Like once you're stable enough, then you're like, you have some kids, and then you know you're unstable for 18 years or whatever. 
Um, and then you like figure out what you're doing after that. But that wasn't really our next step. Our next step was just to like ride it out for 40 years. Um, so we took a walk and decided to move. Didn't know where. We just, you know, Leah also only lived in Southeast Michigan her whole life and she wanted to experience something different. So um, we decided we wanted to move, didn't know where, came and visited uh, you and Julia in New York. Mm-hmm. And and, yeah. and just a, uh, I guess, timeline wise, we had met. You started taking classes at Go Comedy in 2016? January 2016, yeah. Um, and uh, I know we mentioned that, that that's where we met. I had the distinct privilege of teaching the first day right. of your first class that's right. in improv. Um, because? I was subbing for my <laughs> girlfriend, Julia, uh, who was teaching Ra- the rest of Raul's class, but mm-hmm. was unavailable for the first day. So, um, uh, yeah, that was, that was, that's how we met. Um, and, uh, and then, so a a year, a year later, I I had moved to New York in 2017. Y'all were planning a visit. Um, uh, and you had already been thinking about like, where else could we be? Where else could we move? Totally. And then, and then we had, uh, a chat about where, um, and, you know, I've always had sort of like a creative side of me. I've always loved comedy and making people laugh, mostly because that became a really useful defense mechanism. Like a bully's not going to kick you in the shin with platform shoes if you're making them laugh. Right. Um, <laughs> As we all know. <laughs> yeah, that's a very specific person I'm referencing, and I'm really hoping uh, that it gets back to them somehow. Um so I always wanted to to have that. Like there was always a creative side of me, but it never felt like I could really indulge and follow that. Um, because you know, a child of immigrant parents, I don't need to rehash that whole thing. We all Mm -hmm. know what the stereotypes are. Those are very much true and very much a very present part of my life. Mm -hmm. So I went for engineering. Um, but there was always like this, this neat thing where I was like, well, for not having kids, like what if I, what if I just try, like, what if we just try to move somewhere where I could, um, pursue it, uh, earnestly with, in a place that has some, some opportunities and it was either New York or LA. And, um, I really honestly didn't want a car at the time. Uh, plus you were in New York and, uh, yeah, we, we, yeah. we had, we had connected, uh, really strongly again, like just on kind of our demeanor and our, what we, what we call engineerial brains. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I was thrilled to, that when y'all were visiting and you, uh, ended up proposing to Leah yep, in, in New York, New York. In 2017. Yeah. Um, you know, on the yeah. connecting thing, I also think that, that you moving around a lot and me moving just the one time, I think that also f- fundamentally, um, gave us a really good place to, to start yeah. hanging out and talking because that's such a weird experience, uh, to go through as a kid. You're like, I, I, you can't really make sense of it. Yeah. Everything seems permanent until one day it's not. And you're like, great. Yeah. What? Yeah. And also, uh, and also it was like pretty, the, the conversation starter was there because in that class on the first day, you know, I had, I had the roster of people in the class and, and your name was down as Raul. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I do have to admit, <laughs> you Paul, I was, didn't you? no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I knew Raul for sure. But when you, when you raised your hand, I was like, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, your traditional Raul. Not, yeah. Yeah. But, but that was a good conversation starter. And uh, yeah, we ended up talking a lot of shop and, and just, I think in the way that we thought about improv and, and creative 
just just like like the, uh, the the creative outlet as somebody who's very otherwise like like heady and cerebral yeah. um and the freedom that comes along with especially improv was something we connected on a lot um and then yeah so it was great um when when y'all were looking at, at New York and I feel I feel like the experience and like the mindset that 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 I had was easily translatable to for, probably I, I'm, I'm guessing for you to put your shoes in uh, because we have very similar mindsets. Totally. So like, totally. Um, yeah. And I had visited New York uh, with my parents when I was uh, 13 and I really liked it again, reminded me of home. Um, and I've also been out to LA and that that's just a completely different uh, vibe. So yeah. yeah. So it, it, this felt like, like just the right amount of dirty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just the right amount of dirty. Um, and on that note, I mean, that that does bring us relatively present, yep. and we'll, I think, cover a lot of the rest um, uh, in the next couple segments. Is there anything else that, that is like... No, I'm I'm in my head being self conscious about how not abbreviated that was. Oh well, I mean, it's the main. It really is the main portion. Is okay, like cool. the. I'm glad we got to to talk through as, as much of any. And again, to even just to like um, uh, be able to like share things that I already know and learn a few things that I thought I already knew. Uh, me high. That, I mean, I, that does, I, so at some point along also, the way, how I, ironic, I, I how ironic is that middle name? <laughs> oh, oh, wait, wait, why? Me high. We had the whole drug to drugs. Yeah. Come on. No, too low hanging <laughs> no. fruit. All right. Well, you know, you know, what's, that, you know, it's a fun cut that. Uh, yeah. You, uh, sorry, man, they're going to have to cut, make a lot of cuts here. Um, but, but also my middle name is Paul. So, um, wait, really? I don't feel so much better that I, that I, I, I knew close to your middle name (laughs) now, now that that you've just learned mine. (laughs) Yeah. It's Paul, Paul's a family name. We're we're like Roman Catholic. Uh, I guess I feel like like I knew that, but like, didn't know that. That's how I feel about Mihai versus Mikael. That's so funny. (laughs) Um, okay, well, that's going to bring us to our, we're, we're going to play some games when we come back from the break. Okay. Don't forget to check us out on Patreon and subscribe to Sounds Funny Radio for more bonus episodes like this one and much more. <laughs> All right, so, so now we're going to play a game. And, um, and, and yeah, so, so for these, for these improv things that we do, um, uh, I, I love to create games and, um, I have, uh, a bunch that, that are on a, sp- I have a literal spreadsheet of like 200 games that I've uh, co-created with, uh, Pete Jacobs back in, at Go Comedy. Um, and, uh, I, I still get the itch to do new games and, um, things will sort of come to me for, uh, otherwise no reason. Uh, and I'll put them down on, in, in a notepad. Um, and so I'm very excited to select and create game ideas for this one-on-one series inspired by, uh, each guest of each episode. Um, I'm so nervous. Oh, you should be, dude. I don't this know is going to be really tough for you. Um, no, this is going to be great. It's going to be like, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> oh, you and I have been in this situation hundreds of times. I don't, I don't understand. Yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like I'm in trouble. No, it's going to be very fun. Uh, so here, here, here's how it works. All right. Um, I don't know how repeatable of a game this is, but uh-huh. th- this is this is what I have. We, you and I have 
improvised a bunch together. We've worked together on a lot of projects. Uh, we've written together a lot. I think we've actually written together, like, I think a lot more than we've improvised together. We, we get on Probably, stage, yeah. like, yeah. Um, and, we, and do the podcast improv um, a fair amount, but a lot of the time... We're trading. Yeah, yeah, we're, tra- yeah. we're trading spots. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we do the weekly jam, and if you're teching... Then I, and when I'm on stage, I'm talking when you're on stage and, and all that. So, so we've done a lot of writing together though. So I thought it'd be fun to, to do a, a, a writing infused game. Um, so this is called improvisers worst nightmare. <laughs> Great. I knew there was a reason I was nervous. There, there's a game, there's a pretty staple game in the improv world called, um, actors worst night nightmare where some amount of improvisers or, or players are, on book of a, of a script. Uh-huh. Um, and then some amount of players have no script and have to just improvise lines in between, um, the script that the other players are holding. Um, we're, the reason this is improvisers worst nightmare is that I have a script that I wrote and I wrote my lines and I wrote your lines <laughs> and I, I'm going to, <laughs> I'm going to, we're going to go through the script and, uh, you'll have to improvise your lines, but it, I'm every time it's your line, if it's not something that, that fits with what I've written, <laughs> I'm going to ding the bell and you're, you're going to have to take another stab at it until you get, until I get at, close to yeah, what you at, wrote, at least close enough to, to, to make the script work. So hey, okay. This is improvisers worst nightmare. You ready? Okay. Yep. Okay. Lights up. Looks like we got away with all that money laundering, huh, boss? Yeah. Yeah, it was touch and go for a while, but uh, I think we're going to make it. I think we got off (laughs) scot-free. You're always good for a wisecrack, boss. Hey, I got to use the can. You need to get in there before I... uh... Yeah, no, yeah. Can I... uh, No, I'm I'm good to go. Shit, man. The cops are here. What? Where? Oh, what are we gonna do with all this illegal money? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna shove it down my pants. I'm gonna shove it down your pants. You know what? I'm gonna spend it super. Uh, I, we're gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna bribe them. I'm gonna go ahead and put it under the table. I'm gonna just go to the roof and make it rain on pedestrians. I cannot believe I'm gonna say this, but I'm gonna donate it. <laughs> I wish that was it. <laughs> Oh, you want me to keep going? Okay, we'll back up. We'll, we're going to okay. back up. <sighs> Looks like we got away with all that money laundering, huh, boss? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't believe we uh, we got off scot-free. <laughs> <laughs> You're always good for a wisecrack, boss. Hey, I got to use the can. Do you need anything before I get in there and... Uh... No, no I'm, I'm good, man. You do you. Shit, man, the cops are here. What are we going to do with all that illegal money? Uh, throw it at them and then run away. Hide it. Hey, man, I got to use the can. Do you need to get in there before before I do anything in there? Oh, no, man. Okay, I feel like we only got one choice. We're going to flush it down the toilet. <laughs> okay, if you think flushing it down the toilet will work, let's do it quick. Okay, um, do you want to go to the bathroom before we flush it? I'm going to flush it. I'm going to use my foot to shove it down there. Wow, that's a lot of money. But it won't flush. I think the toilet is clogged. Well, yeah. It's not, no, 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 no not, not your line. Uh. Stop shoving money in me. I'm a toilet, not a piggy bank. Sweet Moses. It's talking to me. 
uh, I'm so sorry. I didn't know that you could feel that. I, am I feeding you? Do you like this at all? Uh, okay. What do you, can you, what do you want me to do? <laughs> I am going to shove it. You shut your mouth. You're going to blow our cover. Stop. We'll back up. Stop, stop shoving money in me. I'm a toilet, not a piggy bank. Uh, do you know where I could find a piggy bank? <laughs> no, ignore the piggy bank. Okay, Wi-Fi. great. Uh, I, can we, can, okay, let's all take a breather. <laughs> toilet, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Fuck, I really should have used your first line. I'm looking for very, something very specific here, though. Oh, wow, that's a lot of money. We, it won't flush. I think the toilet is clogged. <gasps> Stop shoving money in me. No, you shut up. I'm going to take this flood <laughs> I'm going to just... <laughs> uh... Uh... I'm a toilet. I'm a toilet. I'm your toilet. I'm the toilet. Quick, shit in no, its no, mouth. No, no. <laughs> I'm a... Hey, surprise. I'm a toilet. You're a, you talk, you can talk? Of course I can talk. <laughs> I'm a talking toilet. And you and I have talked a lot. Oh my God. I'm just, I'm so sorry. I forgot. I'm so busy right now. There's cops at the door. Uh, it's me, the first guy. You're under arrest. You forgot that I'm an undercover cop too. I, oh, this, this, I, this is the last line. Mine? Yeah, okay. I'm out. So, so whatever this line is, I am the so so busy. You could understand me forgetting my toilet talks, and my best friend was a turncoat, right? <sighs> Nicely done. Man, my Nicely done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. I'm looking for something very specific here. I mean, you said uh, I was from looking, the I was universe. Looking for, I was looking for. Um, I forgot you can talk. You mm. said you said uh, you said you can talk like a question, but I wanted yeah. the forgot. Yeah, yeah. There. <sighs> that was great. <laughs> wow! Yeah, a truly epic scene. Uh, airtight comedic premise. <laughs> yeah. Uh, appropriately named game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like new choice meets uh, actor's worst nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you really, you did great with it and it was super fun. I, and I really, what was the line that I was like, I wish it was that. <laughs> oh, I I'm can't believe I, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I'm going to donate it. It was amazing. Yeah. Okay. So that brings us to our next main segment. And these are kind of, going to kind of go hand in hand, so it'll be a little shorter. But but okay. um, uh, the first part of it is, I guess uh, one thing that we um, will throw in there is that uh, now in New York, you work at Columbia University mm-hmm. at, also as a mechanical engineer. Yeah. So um, that's your current job, uh, and uh, you're also doing comedy stuff and uh, and whatnot. So, so if you weren't doing those things, um, what would be the next most likely like career path, either that you, that you would probably be doing or um, y- your choice, either that you would probably be doing or that you would like snap your fingers and choose to be doing, you know, unrelated to the, to the okay. what you're doing now. Uh, those are both very different answers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go are. with uh, probably be doing, and I'm not, I'm going to preface this by saying I am not proud of it, <laughs> but because my brain works the way that my brain does, um, I would 100% be a 
corporate ladder climber. Like, like wow. I, I just, it, 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 that's, that is shocking to me. I know. That's why I'm not proud of it. Would you be cynical about it? A hundred percent. But I would use that cynicism to my advantage. I got a friend like that. Yeah. And, 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 and it's it. because, because it's, 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 uh, I, I, you'd be uh, trying to retire early. A hundred percent. And I would, I would, I would, I, I hate the game, but if you're going to force me to play it, I'm going to try my best to beat you at it. Yeah. Like, you know, and, and, um, I, I, school, uh, was never really difficult for me. Like I would, I would, I just, oh, that's going to make me sound like such a, no, it's going to make me sound like such a D bag, but, but it, but it just, I just, I spent so much time alone. Like I thought things through and I just got it. Like, I don't know if it's genetics or, or whatever, but, but it just, um, uh, logical stuff like math. <laughs> Math just is really easy for me. Okay, Jesus, we get it. Um, it's so easy, dude. Fucking like, I don't genius, know how, understand how anyone would ever <laughs> struggle with it. Like, it's just so easy. No. Um, so I think that it would honestly be that. I don't think I would be happy at all. And I think I would be be extremely cynical and, and burnt out. And and but But I think I would be rewarded in it because it just, yeah. I just have that gear. I hate that I have that gear, but I, I have it. And it well, sucks. And I think that's a, a, a great general answer is to, it, like, would you specifically, you'd be like, what, whatever. Financial open, open investor. For financial sure. Investor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You, you, so, so you might also wind up in New York. Totally. I, I think New York was always going to be some part of the, the, the deal. I just, I love this city for what it is. Like, it, it's just a, a great, it just, you, the amount of people all on top of each other, they're all sort of on a level playing field on the sidewalk. And you're just, just so many different unique people that you meet, uh, uh, on a daily basis in so many experiences that, uh, it just feels full. Uh, and even the, even the crap parts are so crap that you're like, this feels like the best version of this crap experience. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you're trying to maximize like pain and pleasure, there's no better place. Yeah. I mean, that also somehow like parallels the idea of, uh, it being a corporate, like, uh, uh, what do you, what do you call it? Like, uh, j jumping in despite the resentment of it. Yeah. yeah like, yeah, <laughs> totally. It's, 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 uh, um, it's a masochist. It's a, there's like a very masochistic side of me. There that is I'm something not to masochistic yeah. about living in New York, deciding yeah. to live in the city. Totally. <laughs> it's just like, you have to be to take a little bit of like, it's either pride in being able to like get through the, the dirt and grime, or it's like a fascination with it, you know, of, of like, how can something so beautiful have such an ung uh, ugly, uh, you yeah. know, kind of coat to it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I like the, I don't like a, um, I don't like a sine wave with a low amplitude. I find that very boring, uh, for myself. I like, I like very wild, uh, swings. So mm. I want like my, my positives to be very positive and negatives to be, I just like the, the, the range. I just feel like that makes life more interesting. And, and this has the city's built yeah, for that. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. The ups and downs. And then I guess maybe that's a good segue into the next part of this, which is, um, what are some things you nerd out about? And actually I'll, I'll kind of just tee up something that I've, one, one of the most, uh, fun and interesting things that I've heard you nerd out about, which is video games. Yeah. Um, specifically your, your favorite game is Red Dead Redemption, more specifically two. Yeah. Um, but you were describing to me, uh, 
like you were ner- you were very much nerding out on the the, the uh the like video game physics yes uh and 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 differentiating between like kind of reality based physics or or like uh can you, you, you take over. Yeah. So, the, the, <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, thank you for coming to my TED talk. Um, basically, like, there's two, two, um, oh, man, I'm going to try to keep this succinct. You could either. I don't cr- want you to. I want you to nerd You want me to, like, go hardcore. deep. Okay. There's two <laughs> basic uh, design philosophies when building a video game from scratch is you either create a world. Um, and characters and animate as many interactions as possible. So every time like you go and do something, it triggers an animation. So think like picking something up or putting something away or going uh, shopping for something, riding a horse, uh, getting in and out of a car. Those are all specific animations but, that and, get and triggered. Then, can you like, uh, what, what's like the most popular video game that, that has that? Or, or like some examples. So that's how that. video games were, were built uh, up essentially up until like 2010 because, because that, that was what the technology could allow. So, so anything, you know, uh, Zelda, Grand Theft Mario, Auto, San Andreas, perfect example. Okay, San Andreas. Uh, yeah. All of those animations are, are pre, um, uh, pre-created. So like when a car hits you, uh, there's code that basically says car hit you, play this animation. And then like your character will fall down. Mm-hmm. What they've done since then is um, Unreal being the company that that was sort of like the foreground on this is you build the world and then you assign physics to it. You assign coefficients like friction, gravity, um, collision between objects, and you still have animations, but those animations are dependent on where your character is situated, how they're um, uh, interacting with the world, whether they're going through a door at what speed. Those are all calculated in real time based on as many conditions as possible that match the real world. Hmm. Um, and that to me is, is the reason that I find that so fascinating is because you, there's unexpected interactions that the programmers do not program because you're, you're not going to hit, like you're not going to get hit by a car the same t- way in Grand Theft Auto five. Um, being, being the first game of unreal or rockstar games, rockstar games, Grand Theft Auto five being like the first or, or most popular first game to use that kind of approach. Uh, let's, I mean, for let's say yes. Yeah, for, somebody for yeah. yeah. Uh, Google somebody it fact check Google us and, and then and yeah. then uh, uh, write it on a piece of paper and throw it in the trash. Um, <laughs> uh, so so I find that to be a lot more uh, interesting because you're you're essentially trying to create as much of the real world as possible, and you need physicists for that and engineers for that to to be like, you know, what is how does gravity behave on um on different types of falling objects. How does wind resistance factor in the characters walking on asphalt, uh, versus grass, the car is driving in wet asphalt versus dry asphalt. All of those things are, are predetermined. So then all of the interactions or the reactions of the stuff that's in the game happens in real time. So there's unpredictability and like a lot more of a real, um, sort of feel to it. Uh, and Thus I like the that a lot. Ironic. Name real company, yeah. Unreal. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. But they also did, <laughs> they, they started off as doing the animation stuff. Uh, they would give you like sort of uh, skeletal models. Yeah, I thought, that was, I, I thought that was so fascinating just to even think about. And and maybe it's, uh, I don't know. It, se- it seems like the kind of thing that, that even just in concept, uh, you know, whether or not you um, are, are a gamer is like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. The, 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 the programming something to basically have its own laws of gravity yeah. and physics. Yeah. 
versus programming programming something to basically, you know, respond to every uh, possibility based on on on, on the. But that's the, the beauty of it is you don't have to program it to respond to every possibility. Right, if right. you if, if you just program their properties, well, yeah. however they interact yeah. is solved in the moment, so they can interact however. Uh, without you having to like pre-animate or predetermine any of that, it's all just get done in real time yeah. by the computer. Um, one of the hardest, unreal time, unreal time by the computer. One of the hardest laughs in my entire life was uh, in Red Dead Redemption Two. Who has, in my opinion, um, one of the best uh, physics engines and world uh, sort of models ever. I mean, the the amount of detail and unpredictable. macro and micro interactions that happen in the world just going around is is insane long story short the game is set in 1899 so it's very much like a a western uh for for people listening that that aren't familiar but anyway i just got done robbing a train and i just like (laughs) bungled my way through it like just it was not smooth at all i went in there thinking it was going to be like a heist like a perfect heist and i just it just did not go well but i i got off of it. I got on my horse and I was getting away with it. The people shooting at me everywhere. I literally looked too far down into the horizon and my horse tripped on a boulder and with the boulder happened to be at the edge of a cliff and we both go flying off the cliff and my guy is ragdolling off this cliff and so is the horse. (laughs) I fall and then he fall in and he's just like mutters some like, oh God. And he gets up, tries to dust himself. And before he's on his knees, the horse crushes me. And then just the screen goes black and white and goes dead. And I I did not stop laughing for like 15 minutes. It was yeah. so that, unbelievable. Yeah, not something programmed into the game. Just the the luck of the universe yeah. as determined by the laws of physics in the game. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. I, lo- I love it. Well, that's some good nerding out. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you're, you're welcome, bro. <laughs> um, and, uh, I, I guess we'll play this transmit transition music again before we do, uh, some long form to close things out. like a psychedelic swirly thing going on over over us just kind of sitting here listening to the music. <laughs> like a, a filter of just like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. kaleidoscope yeah. of some kind yeah 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 uh uh like a tie-dye kind of filter with swirls <laughs> yeah totally <laughs> um okay great so we're gonna do um uh, a short improv set of however many scenes and again this is gonna come along with um a format or concept um that i thought would be particularly fun for you and i um and this is what it is uh we're gonna do a montage of scenes um you know just a, a general collection of scenes um and uh every scene is gonna have to have more than two people in it great and from from scene once we leave a scene behind we can't repeat the same character voice so, so the, the the challenge oh, is, got to, it. is okay. to uh, make make every new character that we meet a, as distinct from the last as it is from the next. Okay. Um, which comes from, uh, one, I, I think that it's just like, it's the type of thing that, that is a, I, I think we are, you know, minds 
for, as improvisers, again, find as a fun rule or challenge to be like, I'm not, I'm, I'm going to typically play a lot of straight characters, but I love being mandated yeah. <laughs> to, uh, uh, put on, you know, lots of voices and see what comes out. Yeah. If left to my own devices, I will be close to self 90% of the time. Yeah. Yeah. So now the rule is you turn and burn. Great. <laughs> turn and burn. And every scene has to have more than two characters in it. Okay. So we're so, not bringing anybody back at any point. I guess, I guess we can bring people back. It's, it's just that every new character has to be distinctly different. Okay. Um, and every scene has to have more than two people in it. Okay. So, uh, and I'll leave it to you. I and mean, this will be like a 10 to 12 minute set. Um, do you want to get a random word generator suggestion or do you want to go no suggestion? Uh, I want to go no suggestion. Let's go no suggestion. No suggestion. Lights up. Damn. Can you, uh, do you mind uh, backing up a little bit? You're uh, standing on my standing on my toes. Uh, I'm so sorry, man. The train's so crowded. I know, man, but like, you're on my foot. I know, it's just I I got, I would, hey, can can you, uh, can you give me a little, little room to, to back off of this guy's foot? He's, huh? Can you, can you uh, give me a little bit more physical space to get off this guy's foot? I don't, I don't have any, I don't have any physical space. I know, I know, it's, cr- it's I'm, I'm sorry. Will you stop talking to me? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. I, I, I'm, I'm getting a lot of flack from uh, justifiably. I, I think we're going to have to deal with it. Okay, but... All right, well, can you, like, tuck your feet together or something, man? I'm just going to turn my back to you. I don't even, even want to be a part of this conversation. You ever think about taking your backpack off? You ever think <laughs> about minding your own business, dude? Maybe, maybe you could be another inch or two closer to the to the wall of the train if... You didn't have that giant backpack on? Let me ask you something. You just go around picking fights with people, hoping that you get to teach people how to be in a train? Hey, you two need to stop fighting with each other because a lot of us are minding our own business. There's only so many stops left before the end of the line. Didn't you have headphones in earlier? Yeah, I'm trying to listen to a podcast. (sighs) Okay, whatever. Trying to listen to ologies over here with... Allie Ward. I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm trying to get him to take his backpack off, but he won't, and it's... I... We know the context. Everybody Okay. All right. Do you want to go get a beer? <laughs> well, you'll have to turn in your badge and your gun. <laughs> I always knew this day would come. I just didn't know it would be quite so soon. You've been sloppy with your work. It's been a disgrace. I understand I've been sloppy, but it's just because I have such an absolute desire to put the criminals in the jail. I don't have time for bureaucratics and procedures. Well, some procedures. Well, you should have thought about that before (sighs) you enlisted in the police academy The, the United Nations Police Academy. Go ahead, set your, set your badge down. There you go. The UNPC will... Hey, man, um, if the, like, the badge is, like, free or, like, whatever, like, 
can I like join the UN police or something, man? Yes, like, yes. The UN, the UNPD is a, 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 just cor- just to correct the ac- acronym from earlier. The UNPD is now accepting applicants for uh, Hans's previous role of world sergeant. Right on, dude. Like, yeah, I've always. Are you serious? Are you seriously going to give it to this guy? This guy right here? Mm-hmm. Well, we don't know. There's applicants from all over the world will now uh, be, be representing your position that you've thrown to the wayside, been reckless, taken for granted. I do not need to be here. I do not need to be here and see my own humiliation paraded in front of me like some sort of a an example. Rani is 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 a upstanding Californian. Okay, he's a surfer. He knows he knows how to. Uh, he knows how he knows how to ride the wave. He know he knows how to be prepared. Yeah, dude. And I like I've been told that I'm like really intuitive, and I like really can tell when people are lying. I just feel like it's a big part of the job. Am I right, Commissioner? Dude. Yes. And another big part of the job is being uh, covert. And so if you are to fit into the role, I, I'm afraid you will have to get a haircut uh, and maybe start wearing. Oh, something but my tie dye's cool though. <laughs> Tie-dyes. Well, no, we'd we, we have to... <sighs> it's a pretty Are you standout... Do you really think this guy is going to close the same amount of faces that I've closed? Are you serious? Well, we're not sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the whole thing. It's just you, you know, you you, uh, you made a, a, a real mess of things at, at the... at that multi... national, <laughs> multicultural banquet. You yes, got too drunk. <laughs> yeah, dude, you, that's a freaking mistake, man. Like, you just gotta, like, mind your booze, dude. Do not talk to me, okay? We are not friends. We have never be friends. You know nothing about me. <sighs> Harsh, dude. Harsh. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and take our deep breaths. And. Close your eyes and just really feel like you're a part of nature. And nature's a part of you. Hey, sir, sir, you can't you can't sleep here. This is my uh, this is my master class. And uh, I need you to stay alert, relaxed, but alert, okay? I'm so sorry, I was uh, You're really good at what you do. Thank you. Well, I've just been walking around. Oh, You've been wow. snoring for at least 20 minutes. I was, I was walking and snoring? Yeah, yes. Wow. Do you, uh, You're really good at this. Can I hire you for privates? I have, a, I have a, such a hard time sleeping. Is there any other time we can have this conversation? There's, uh, there's about 35 people waiting to, for me to enlighten oh, their lives and so, spread their message. I can see why you're so popular. You know, you know, <laughs> some of us have been awake the whole time, all right? And, and, and if anybody's going to hire you out privately, it should be somebody who's been paying a goddamn attention, okay? I, 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 I haven't, I've had insomnia, <laughs> chronic insomnia, for, for, the past, for the past 18 months, ever since my wife had a baby. And I've been, I've been you know, <laughs> it's, my, it's, my, it's my baby too, 
But it's gonna be my next you know, question. we 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 have a lot of nighttime disruption, and it'd be great to have you around the house to to help soothe every once in a while, just get a good night rest. You know, I just I just want to take this time right now to tell everybody here that I am available for private functions. Mm-hmm. I just don't think now is the time to to hire. Me. Wake up, wake mm-hmm. up, man. Hey, right here, eyes up front. I'm, I'm so sorry. I, um, uh, I, um, uh, look, I, uh, I'm, I'm old. All right. And I, I just, I don't, I, this I guy's resent, too old. Hey, I resent your implication, man. Just because I fell asleep doesn't mean that I wasn't paying attention. This you guy's know? too old. Hey, hey, <laughs> settle <laughs> down. Got, settle down. We're not going to walk around here levying accusations at people, okay? Nah, I'm sorry. I'm just separate. I just brought a new life into the world, so I'm a little jazzed about the early sides of things. That's great. This guy's too old. That's great. I, I'm not going to need to... Hey, I, too old? I'll show you too old, buddy. I will I will lay down some fisticuffs, the likes of which you've never... <laughs> yeah, just seen. You've never seen. Wake up. We... I don't know if this is... Is this a tour? <laughs> what are we doing again? It's meditation. Oh, meditation. Yeah. We haven't started yet. Yeah, are we, did I say we were walking around earlier? I said you said you were walking around. <laughs> did not I, instruct anyone and to I'm do you? that. Are we both each other right now? I think we're, I think we're the same you kind. You know what? I will do your private function. I think you get it. That just came out. <laughs> Look, nice. man, here's, well the, here's the reality of it. Huh. This has been amazing. I'm so glad we had this first episode. Um uh and uh that, that everything went beyond expectations for, for the uh idea at the outset here. We are also in Mirrotone Studios having recorded a session earlier with five people in the room. Yeah. And uh, it's got to be like 95 degrees in this At room. least, man. It li- <laughs> at least. We got three cameras and a big, big bulb, big blimp light going. Yeah. going. Uh, in all sincerity, I love you. Uh, I'm, I'm, I love this project. I loved everybody and loved. I um, loved it. I loved everyone that was involved in this project. Uh, present tense. I love serious seriously. Um, and, uh, and this was, this was a lot of fun and I'm, I'm trying to be sincere. I know it, I know it reads as sarcastic, but I'm, it's not my fault. <laughs> he's spiraling. He's spiraling. It's not my fault, man. Yeah. yeah. Look, man, I loved you too. <laughs> Thanks, man. No, truly love, love you right it was, back. It was good and to be friends. Yeah. No, it's, it's good to be friends. We should write letters to each other. That, it, it is, uh, the sincerity is tough. Yeah. But love you. Love this project. Um, great uh, first episode in the one-on-one series. And uh, yeah, man, can't wait for everything that, that comes next. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Play us out. I, I am going to play us out. <laughs> I'm going to do credits because uh, I've discovered that that's a really annoying thing to have to do uh, after the fact every time. So you're just going to read them out now? I am. I'm just going to sit here? Yes. <laughs> There's a little ditty here before it gets to the turnaround, so. Ooh, yeah. Here it comes. 
Oh, I thought you were going to start reading. What, what, here, Thanks what? for listening to this episode of Sounds Funny Radio and our one-on-one series featuring producer, co-creator, cast member Raul Magyar. We hope that you're enjoying the show in all of its forms. And if you are, you should definitely check us out on Patreon and consider supporting the show for just a few bucks a month in exchange for exclusive bonus episodes. The main show, the main show format is really just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to all the things we're working on at Sounds Funny Radio. So check it out. Sounds Funny Radio is produced by Brian Flaherty, Raul Magyar, and me, your host, James Quesada. Our associate producer is Colin Dworski with additional audio assistance and theme music for the one-on-one series by Chris Agar. Our executive producers are Mark Evan Jackson and Nate DeFort. Thanks again for listening to Sounds Funny Radio. You did great. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> Woo. Oh, that's a man. sweaty one.